Once upon a time, a great way to start a story, a long, long way away from here, a ship wrecks. Now aboard this ship are all the Shakespeare experts and all the finest Shakespearean actors of their generation, that any generation has ever seen. The ship wrecks them, but all miraculously survive. And they're washed up on this desert island. Don't ask why they're on a boat. They just are. And as they regain consciousness, their eyes fall upon this book, which is also washed up on the beach. Weird. Now, despite the obviously immediate need for maybe a good water supply, several rescue boats going past, maybe needing to get some food or build a fire, they're intrigued by the book, so they're like, sure, we'll just hold off. And they go and they get this book and they crowd around and they open it and they turn to the first page and would you believe it? It's a Shakespeare play. (laughs) Not only that, they cannot believe it, but it's a play that they have never heard of. They have never seen, they've never ever come across. So it's a lost Shakespeare play on the desert island with the experts, with the actors, True story. So they carry, they, they, they get this book and they all gather round and they skim through the pages and act one, they, they read about a perfect beginning, a wonderful world and everyone's in harmony with each other and it's this perfect place where everyone's at peace with themselves, all the characters love one another and love the world that they're in. But then act two comes around very quickly and dark undertones begin to swell up to the surface. Tensions begin to rise between the characters. And then there's a deep darkness that just rises and overshadows the destiny of every single character. These experts and actors cannot believe this in the scope of the play that they're reading. So they go to Act 3, and the characters now are attempting to rebuild. The characters become a family, and that family becomes a nation. And that nation fights battles and sings songs and wins victories. But despite all of this stuff, the darkness still lurks. The darkness still overshadows everything that they do. And it threatens to destroy them once and for all. The experts carry on. Act four, what's going to happen next? The hero enters centre stage. And it's kind of like he's been there all along. But in some different way. And um, he has the best speeches. And then he fights the ultimate final battle and he wins and has this awesome, awesome victory. But they see that there's more pages to go. The play isn't finished yet, despite the victory being won. So then they turn to Act 5. And weirdly, there's only two, two pages that are filled and the rest are totally blank, but signed by Shakespeare. So purposeful blank pages. The two pages that are filled in, the first page... The hero goes backstage in waiting and his friends step up. His friends spread the word about his victory. They begin celebrating and they invite more and more people to celebrate the victory of the hero. And the second page, which is right at the end of Act 5, is when the hero comes back, sets everything right, once and for all, better than Act 1, totally at peace with each other. Enjoy in harmony with each other and with the world. That's the last page. But in between that, totally blank. And the experts are puzzled, because why would you leave blank pages and like towards the end of a play? That's weird. So again, not thinking about their own survival, 
being the dedicated Shakespeare experts that they are, they need to work out what on earth happens on the blank pages. Why is he left them blank? And they figure out that, you know, they could try and fill in the blank, they could try and, like, sketch something out themselves, but then they realise with all their knowledge, with all their expertise, with all their experience, having put on all the Shakespeare plays that they could possibly put on, they decide that the best way to do it is to perform the play, to steep themselves in it, to learn it, to wrestle over the meaning of it, to embody the characters, to learn their lines, to argue over what you think this bit means. And then as they perform it, once they get from one, two, three, four, once they get to act five, to improvise, to just run with it, to let the story flow out of them, because they're playing the parts that they were born to play. So that's what they do. Now, we do not have a lost Shakespeare play. We have the word of God. We're not washed up on a desert island, but we can feel a little bit at sea when it comes to the Bible. But the thing to remember is, we, we need to improvise. There's this act one to four of God's story of creation then to the fall of everything and the darkness overtaking it, from God's people becoming a family to becoming a nation as Israel, the hero, God himself, God made flesh, Jesus, taking centre stage. And then Act 5, the beginning of the church, the beginning of God's mission on earth. But then we're in these blank pages. We are in Act 5. We're in the blank space where we're looking towards this hope of Jesus coming back, the promise of him setting everything right. But we're in between the lines. How do we read in between the lines? The best way is to improvise. How are you at improvising? Are you a little bit nosing book? Are you a little bit, oh, I just need to keep checking this bit, keep checking this bit? We need to be steeped in the scripture. We need to be steeped in what's come before. Because it's our story. It's, we're just not like a sequel, like a straight-to-video sequel that comes after the Bible. Like, that's this great story, and then there's awkwardly, there's us. This is, we are part of the same play. We're part of the same story. We can't be nose in book and not lifting our eyes and actually having a go. But we can't just flag it either. We can't just come up with our own good ideas. Those actors can't just imagine what Shakespeare might have liked. They have to be steeped in it. They have to embody the characters. They have to wrestle with it and know the story of the parts that they're born to play. How are you at improvising? We're in Act 5. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about um, how well we know the Bible. How do we read the Bible? How do we get to know this story, which is our story? This is not something we can opt out of. And so Hannah and Paul are going to come up now. And we're going to talk about different ways of reading the Bible so that we can start to improvise better, so we can learn our story and get to grips with it and read the Bible for all it's worth.